Welcome to Big Store, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I am Ben Singer, and with me as always is my co-host, Trevor Scott. Hello. G'day. How are you doing hey. this week, Trevor? Uh, not, not too good. Yeah. I got a really bad toothache. So you're, you're the one who's hopped up on painkillers this week. Yes, definitely. Lovely. Um, lots of Nurofen Plus, which has codeine in it. <laughs> I'm hopped up on nature's painkiller, uh, scotch. <laughs> Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> this is our final episode before you go on leave, isn't it? Yes, that's true. It's coming up very fast. I'm leaving, to, leaving for Canada in a week. Uh, so this will be the last, the last episode we record together for a while. Did you want to let our listeners know what's going to happen in my absence, Trevor? So, we've been doing extra long recording sessions. As we've sort of mentioned in the last couple of episodes, I'm going to be putting together some Bitstorm Juniors. So, they're going to be half-hour pieces. I think we decided to call them a bit drizzle. <laughs> now you tell me. I've, got, I've just got to <laughs> plaster drizzle over, over the... Um, over the over our image. Over our image. Yep. Yep. Actually, you know what? That, that actually works better. So, not Bitstorm Junior, <laughs> bit drizzle. <laughs> um. So that's for the off weeks on the other set of weeks. So we're going to go weeks. on the off off weeks. Um, I've actually invited some podcast friends to join us. Yeah. Well, some of our I say guests, us. and uh, they're going to join me, and I'm going to do it by myself. So ha 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 ha. Ah uh, well, have to be. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just be they sitting there going. They better Holy not be shit. better than any episodes that I'm on because I might come back and find my job taken. But no, I'm looking. Quite I'm actually possible. really looking forward to hearing Bitstorm episodes that I didn't take part in. That's going to be kind of fun. <laughs> You're going to be like, these guys really need me. <laughs> yeah, one part of me hopes so, just so I don't come back and my job's taken. But the other part of me doesn't want shit episodes. So I hope you do well. <laughs> I just have to step up to the plate. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. I think. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Yep, I think so. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe you should do the click pitch intro to get some practice. Yeah, I've never actually done this part before. <laughs> we, we we really should have written this down, shouldn't we? Okay, so in front of us, we both have random word generators, and at the count of three, two, one, we're going to click, and we're going to take those random words that each of us have, and just come up with a random game dev idea. We're going to design the games and see what happens. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're sad, sometimes they're just Have we really had a sad one? Have we had one that's just really torn at our heartstrings? Uh, not torn at the heartstrings, just the fact that we came up with the worst idea possible. That and it was all oh, sad. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no one laughed. That is sad. A joke that no one laughs at is pretty sad. All right, shall we click? Yes. Three, two, one, click. Click. Well, either elaborate or elaborate, depending on how you want to say that. Would you elaborate on that recognition? Recognition. Okay. So, uh, this could be like a um, like a police lineup. Something to do with police lineups. Okay. Uh, it, and it could be an aspect of a larger game, I guess. But you know, that just that idea of that you witness something, and the the game is that you you only get to see this person for a split second, and then you have to pick them out of a police lineup. Kind of like a memory game, sort of thing. Yeah, and well, and it could be, it sort of could be an aspect of like an, like an LA noir sort of game where you've got these really good facial animations and things, um, you know, high def, high def facial models and stuff, uh, so that it's, you know, it's, it's really tricky to, to figure out who the person was that you saw commit a crime or whatever it was, uh, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you do have to elaborate on exactly why you're picking a certain person. Like, the things that you remember, whether it's about their clothes or their height or their hair or their glasses or whatever, maybe you sort of have to pick it out a bit. Ooh. Mm. Not just a, not just a picking, picking out of a, um, out of a lineup sort of thing. What about if you're talking to a police sketch artist? Yeah, I saw where you were going there. Yeah, that, 
that could be a, a different aspect of it too. And well, then that could be the first. Yeah. That's the first step, and then you've yeah. got to pick from the lineup. So yeah, that could actually be a real interesting experiment in, um, like the way people's memories change too. Actually, because the way that they fill out or the way that they describe them to the sketch artist, and then like the way that that comes out is actually probably going to color their ideas for, like, color their memories and mm-hmm. affect ha- who they pick in the end. That could be really interesting. And you could do some really fun <laughs> procedural generation stuff. Um, I'm just like, thinking mon- like this, Monster Factory. That's exactly where I was going. I feel like this is a game that would make a good Monster Factory, but it's almost designed to be You're describing it first. Because <laughs> you get to describe it. You could say, oh, yeah, the ears would, like... A little bit bigger. Three inches a little long. Bigger. No, no, no. <laughs> and no, no, the left one was higher. Uh, and, and pointier. <laughs> no, that, no, no, no. Their nose was right up in between their eyes. But then what the game does is procedurally generates a bunch of slightly similar looking... <laughs> people that the, that people the, to um, that. Um, yeah. Although, although how, I don't know how that works because obviously we have to show the person, the player something happening first for them to recognize i guess it's just that i think it's a scene so the the first part of the game is it's it's literally called the witness but not that one um and <laughs> it's literally what it's called yeah it's literally In called par- the witness not that but one. the other one <laughs> um and so the first thing is each level you see a, a cinematic it's just it's okay. just a short form game. You're only playing it for a small amount of time, and it's more about yeah, yeah. replayability. It's a game, jam game. You can you can literally watch this scene, and and each time that it plays, you know, we've randomly created created a a character and a crime. Yep. And you're a witness to it, so you see this play out. And I'm you don't more know interested who- in how we randomly create a crime. That's well, cool. <laughs> um, it, it's more it's more you know. In this one, oh, oh, look, this could be a bank, a bank robbery, and it turns out that no, it's it's like an assault on 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 the guard or something like that. Right. So there's sort of different locations, and then different so things. So you could never know who location. it's going to be. You've got a lot of people around, and you know when you see that happen, you may only mm. see this person for the smallest amount of time. So are you? Are we guiding their vision, or are they just walking around in this space and they have to be watching out for something that happens? Um. I, I think it'll be a pretty short game if you didn't see it happening. <laughs> well, yeah, but that might be part of the challenge. Because uh, I'm curious, like, why, if, if if they're playing this over and over again, why is this character constantly in the place where crimes happen? Maybe that's their superpower. Maybe they get, like, a spidey sense that, oh, I need to be in this place at this time because something's going to happen and they don't know what it is. Uh, and so that's the start of every level. It's just like, a crime is going to happen in this surrounding area within the next five minutes. And you just have to make sure you're in the right place at the right time. And if you really get it right, you might get a really good look at the at the person's face. Yeah, and you saw them actually walk in. Yeah. Um, and you notice, oh, that guy looks shifty, so you'd note down some... Well, that's some actually, that'd be really cool because, like, yeah, you'd be looking at everybody in the area before anything had happened. Uh, but if you don't look at the right people, like, it turns out that that little old hunch over, hunched over man over there actually turned out to be someone pretending to be a hunched over old man and they just like stand up straight and pull out a gun and shoot someone uh, or like hold up the bank or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and yeah, it could get like, harder oh, as you I go. Had, like, I hadn't looked at that person properly. could get harder as you, as you go. Like, um, you know, the the first level is, is a guy who's, you know, just um, pretty strange looking and you can pretty much pick him out of the, out of the yeah. crowd. And the very last level is like an assassin who's wearing, like, a ninja outfit or something like that. So mm. it's really hard to actually work out who that was. But if you happen to be in the right position at the right time... Yeah, maybe it, like, comes down to the way they move or, like, their height or... Or there's or there's just or there's just one particular uh, uh, identifying feature on on the part of their skin that is showing that you just... Yeah, you have to hope that you, you notice that. Okay, so now I'm actually seeing this as... This is almost DLC for the non-existent Hitman season 2. Right. You play you play one of the um one of the people in the area um for the, for the final for, for the final level anyway. Oh, um, this is play... the, this is the like surprise at the end it turns out it was a Hitman game the whole time and this is yep. the last crime. 
this is the last crime. And it's really easy. It's like, yeah, it's no. the one with the barcode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was just scan is... them all. Just scan them all. I saw the barcode. It was seven four three two zero eight one. You remember that too easily. Um, I, I hope that's the actual barcode. I made that up on the spot. <laughs> okay. Would it be forty seven? Um, okay. So what I was thinking is, you just play one of the one of the NPCs. Yeah. And you're you're walking around, but of course, it could be like a fifteen minute walk around, and you and you're not sure who who it is that you're following, as such. Yes, you can look at the barcode, but maybe <laughs> maybe in this one, he's actually used some makeup to cover it. That would be smart, you'd think. You'd think, but then again, how would you know if you were playing him M forty seven? Anyway, um, so I thought I thought that might be a pretty cool idea that you know maybe it's not just that it's the last level. Maybe it's not just that it's the last level. Maybe in every level, there's a hit that happens, but it's, it's really, <laughs> like, hard to see because it's fucking Agent 47. Like, he's really good at hiding bodies and, and not being mm-hmm. noticed. So, that's actually just, like, an Easter egg. It's, like, the bonus it, thing it's, in every It's level. like the Where's Wally part of it. <laughs> yeah, you have to... <laughs> Maybe that's who's doing it. But, well, that actually, that's just the first level. It's, like, it was the guy in the fucking red and white stripes. Um, I'm I'm just imagining now that remember how in in the Where's Wally books how there were like other things that you could search for in each screen. Oh so yeah, well the later like the ones first had one, like eleven. The wizard things. and Wanda and and the, the dog. Yeah. So as you replay each of the levels, you know, yes, yes, the person who's going to do it is is always recreated, but at other places in the levels, they could be. You know, other things. A, to a, a Hitman Forty Seven guy doing something. There could be um, a Lara Croft steal, stealing like an artifact, or you yeah. know, just you something see, cool. You see Casper the ghost disappear into the safe. Um, there's with, someone jaywalking. Why to be Casper? That's the first <laughs> ghost I went to. Somebody jaywalk. Yeah, it's just other crimes. Um, um, maybe, and you have to like tag them as they happen or something, and then you have to do the whole sketch and line up for each of them. So it could just be one of these short, short, shortish run sort of games where, like, I'm just picturing Angry Birds. How you get one to three stars? It's like yeah, you just get for each crime that you that you find, you get a star. Collect them all. The other thing that I would really love for this to to have mm. is like the very, very final thing after you finish it all, like the government come in and take you away because it turns out that. You know, the reason why your character was always in these places is because they had some it's sort of um, future future telling thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say that they actually. It turns out you're just the mastermind for all of. Oh, these you're crimes. you're Mister Glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were looking no. for <laughs> you're looking for Bruce Willis. Uh, looking looking for your hero. Um, no, what I was thinking is remember the movie Minority Report. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. So you're you're one of the precogs. <laughs> Won't it, it be really the- obvious if you're like naked floating in a pool in all of these areas? <laughs> no, but that's just just like the it's the end it's the ending credit where you, where you see right. So it know, turns you- out you actually weren't even in the you weren't even in these places. You were just like uh, casting your consciousness there into the future. Oh, that that could be cool. I was just thinking the government was taking you away to put you in the pool because they oh, realized that you had they some wanted... precognitive abilities. No, no, yeah, it's, it, you find out you were never in these places at all, and it, and no, and in fact, none of the crimes have even happened. And then you get a little, uh, you get a little like after credits cutscene of them uh, b- before all the crimes that can occur. The police rush in to all the ones you actually solved in each level. That'd be cool. So, so, so like um, the jaywalker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, 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 nope, don't step on that road. <laughs> Our precog told us that this is going to happen. Um, Six cops what, what I'm now imagining is, you know, at the end, the words elaborate and recognition comes up and then a P just comes out from the background. It's like, precognition. <laughs> Pre- <laughs> it was always there right in front of us. That doesn't just... work, does it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. You're right. Precognition. Wow, ah, that's cool. <laughs> I was getting that mixed up in my head. I couldn't do it. Usually, I'd be able to do that. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of that. That ties in really nicely. I think that finishes that one up very well. All right, should we? I, I couldn't again? actually. I couldn't actually remember the, the word precog, but I'm just like, 
Recog. Recog. Uh, well, see, so you had it on your screen. I didn't have yeah. it on my screen. And I keep on, I kept on seeing it. I'm like, it reminds me of Minority <laughs> Report. So I've got to bring it in somewhere. Um, that was good. Let's click again. <laughs> let's click again. Three, two, one. Click. Million. Ideal. The ideal million. Okay. Okay. So is this. Okay. No, I've, I've, I've got it. Yeah. So it's a game where. Your character at the very start gets a million dollars. Yep. And your whole your whole thing is, how do you ideally spend this million dollars? Yeah. And yeah. you That's can kind of where just... I was going. Do you remember? Do you remember in primary school where you got that as a class assignment? Do you, did you ever do that? Um, it's like how no, would you spend a million the... dollars, and you just have to cut things out of magazines and stick them on stick them on a big oh sheet yeah, of, I kind of remember sheet that. Of cardboard. But but I also remember like in high school we had like the stock club. Oh, where where you were given a, an X amount of dollars and yeah. you could pretend to invest it and it was whoever yeah, came out Yeah, you the real stocks the and fake money. Yeah. Yeah. And all it taught me was, yeah, you lose a crap load of money in the <laughs> stocks. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably why they do it. <laughs> um, no, but I like that idea. I like the idea that the, that a single run of the game, it's sort of an open world sort of thing almost, or... A, well, maybe not full-on open world, but there's just so many different paths based on different things you can do. And it's all about f- basically finding, yeah, the ideal path through this branching game based on what you spend that million dollars on. And there's an aspect of managing the money. Like, if you blow it all too quickly at the beginning, then... It shows you, have you left destitute for- and... <laughs> yeah, like, you can, you can blow it on fucking fancy... F- Meals and cars that you and then crash them. I don't know. <laughs> but what what I love about it is it sounds like a lot of money until you realise that in Melbourne, like the average house price is oh, like God, no. eight hundred thousand dollars. You could buy like, a house in Melbourne. Like, yeah, you could. Well, there's definitely houses in Melbourne that go for more than a million bucks. Oh, it'd just be awesome, you know. You've you've just bought this awesome house and all this sort of stuff, and then you realise that the insurance is going to cost you X amount of dollars, <laughs> and then and then you get the rates notice, and it's like fifteen thousand. So is this like, game just a, <laughs> is this game just a spreadsheet though? Like how how do we make it fun to play? Because you've got to be able to actually interact with some of these things. Well, you can take the you can take the you know the the realistic route of of doing all these sort of things, and you know. You can choose to go to work each day, or you can choose to, you know, give quit your boss your a finger and, and, and quit, yeah. quit your job and see well, yeah. how long that well, lasts. Well, and I like and... the idea that you can just, like, there's a stock market in the game, and you can just throw a chunk of money on mm-hmm. certain stocks, and maybe you get lucky uh, and double your money kind of thing. Like, maybe you make a bunch of money, um, and, and then the the game just keeps going, I guess. You, you you could have, you know, a thing where your character already has a house and they could choose to pay off all of it. Yeah. And, you know, then you can you can have a little bit of a, a thing with, you know, either you've you've got a wife in the game or you've Yeah, so you know, I like the general sort of, sort of idea. Like idea. I do like the general idea of this. I feel like we need to maybe narrow the scope a little and make it a bit more of a narrative. Yeah, I I like the general idea. I feel I feel like it's a bit broad though. Like we've we're, we're making it really open. Yeah, maybe it's like maybe it's your approach. You, well, I, you I think there should be a lot of things you can do, but I feel like there needs to be one, maybe a time limit to spend this money. Like it can't just be that you could make another fifty million dollars on the stock market and stock market, and that just means the game goes like fifty times longer. There needs to be some sort of maybe it's a time limit or whatever. Maybe it's that like you've got a terminal illness. And like the same day you find out you've got a terminal illness, you win a million bucks, and you've got like thirty days to live or something. And it's it's like the the way that you spend that million dollars in that time. And then right at the end of the game, it pulls a funny people thing where it turns out that you, you never actually had it in the first place. Were, yeah, and you've spent all this money, and you could have. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's part of it, right? Like you could you could choose to take care of your family and invest, or you know be smart with it or you can choose to just like you know use those last 30 days to their fullest and go nuts and I I would love to also have some like you know the telltale 
sort of mechanics where they where they capture every every single decision that you make, and then they say fifty um, percent of people chose to do this. Oh yeah, that was like forty five percent of people decided not to tell their friends and family. It's like oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know that, and it, it'll just give give a bit of bit of an idea as to the psyche of people. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be really fun. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that idea of, and, and yeah, you could still obviously give a lot of options, and maybe. Oh, it's so hard to it's so hard to think of how a game like that would be structured, because you could do a semi open world at least, uh, but how do you give the player like meaningful interactions? Then, obviously, you could make it that okay, there are just stores and you can buy stuff at any time and do something and enjoy them in game, kind of like Second Life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just Second Life, but we give people a million Linden bucks, whatever the fuck they are. I don't know. I never played it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I do like that general idea. I'm not. Yeah. There, there are some design. I'm not sold on it 100. percent But that's uh, yeah, fun. All right. Put some guns and. Well, you could just buy guns. You can buy guns. Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> I feel like it could be a GTA 5 mod or something. Yeah, I reckon so. Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Down. Handy, Handy down. Did you say down? Yeah, down. Handy down. Not hand me down, handy down. Uh, my mind goes to hand jobs. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> hand jobs down I don't, there. <laughs> I don't think we should go that direction, but I just wanted to mention it for all those people <laughs> with dirty minds out there who are thinking Who's the same just thing. screaming at their at their podcast player. Hand Make jobs! a game. Make a game about hand jobs. I've been waiting for 26 episodes. Wait, I think we've probably done at least one about hand jobs, haven't we? Yeah, well, we did Blowjob Highway. Come on. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there something about slow hand job or something? No. No, that's that video. Handy down. Okay. Okay. So it's a handyman. Well, maybe it's the guy's name. <laughs> G'day, I'm Handy Down. And he is a handyman. He's, He's just... your local handyman. Yeah. Okay. So. It's a third-person action adventure. Of course. Um, I hear those are popular these days. Yeah. Um, We make it a second-person action adventure. You can't move the camera from the front. (laughs) No, I don't know. Is that how that would work? I don't know. know. How can you talk about yourself in the second person? (laughs) (laughs) Well, second person is... Because second person is when you're, disc- like, in in fic- like in writing, like, first person is when you're saying, like, I did this. And second person is when you're saying, you did, did this. this. Well, no, you did this. Like, speaking to the reader, basically. Because third person is then just talking about other people. Like, describing things that other people are doing. Second person is is describing things you are doing. So, really, all third-person <laughs> games are, se- are actually second-person games, aren't they? Sort of. Oh, because God. you're playing... Because <laughs> it's, it's like showing the narrative of what's happening to you as the player. A third-person game would be... would well, may, A third-person game is maybe just where the camera's detached <laughs> from... And you don't play anybody. You just play as the camera. <laughs> And nothing happens. All right. So anyway, third person okay, action so, adventure. So, we play so, a handy- so it's a literal third person adventure game where um, <laughs> the handyman just does stuff, and you're the camera that has to follow. <laughs> yeah, you're just like driving the narrative. You're literally the cameraman. That could in be kind of cool, though. Actually, if if that had an effect on the game, so you're not playing anybody in the world. You're the like omniscient narrator that. Um, haven't we talked about someone ca- controlling the ca- camera before? I swear I that don't we have. Know, maybe, but I don't think we've talked about it in this way, where that drives, like, because it, it could be that oh, that could be. This could be really cool. This this could be really cool in that depending on how you frame shots. So if you frame up the handyman and the fridge, then obviously those are the two important things in this shot, right? And so he's going to do something. With the fridge, like with the that's fridge. driving the narrative. If you um, like frame him up with 
the, the seven-year-old With kid. The like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, gee, well, hopefully not all three in the shot at the same time. Uh, but that, oh, that, that's a really fucking interesting mechanic. I mean, obviously, like so many of our games. Is it VR? <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't going to say VR. It's just that it's like impossible. It'd be impossible to actually code all those options. But if you've got enough, if you've got enough, uh, different sort of major things in a scene that, yeah, like, okay, so if you're framing these things, then, then it could branch this way or that this sort of thing could happen. That could be really cool. So, are you controlling the camera in first-person view about a third person? Yeah. Well, so, that... you, the camera, are moving around like a, like a um, first-person sort of thing, but you can, you can change the height, you can, you can do a few other things, like, you're almost one of those, um, one of the, one of the characters with no clipping, you know. That's it, you... yeah, I was basically thinking that you're bas- yeah, you're flying around like no clip, like, like you've got no clip turned on, but, but where you point the camera, yeah, like, like. The character's trying to follow. Yeah, exactly. The characters, you're pointing the camera over here, so it tries to like make that shot work, basically. So they either come into that shot and do something with whatever you're pointing at, or, you know, the thing that you're pointing at does something. Like maybe it's that, you know, you zoom in on the microwave and it explodes. And literally, there is a time that, you know, you can go into a room, you, you char- your character of Handy Down has got a sniper rifle, you can do a 360. <laughs> And he takes it, takes takes out the the character, and you literally get a three sixty no scope. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but that what that made it's me. It's a think long of. way to get there, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> um, no, but what I was thinking is that could what could be interesting is the way you move the camera could define the type of narrative it is. So if you're doing all these I mean you the the real issue is that you can't do cuts particularly. Um but if you sh- if you move it around in like a real shaky cam fashion, then the game realizes that you want action to be happening. Whereas if you do like a slow zoom into someone's face, then that's an emotional moment. Um and if you do a slow zoom into the toaster, then the toaster's having an emotional moment or maybe it's just about to pop. <laughs> And you, you see a tear come out of the top. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, you do like, maybe you've got all the different camera moves and stuff. So you do that. What's that move called where you like pan forward, but zoom out at the same time or the opposite. And you get that like background. Uh, oh, so it goes that, into like a shock sort of. Yeah, but that, that's it. Like, so you focus on something and so that's a, something uh, shocking has, has occurred or something scary or whatever. And the music, maybe the so music follows. So pretty much follows. at any time during the game, you can just hit the space bar and it'll just pause. And you can you can re- reframe the shot. Oh, and okay. You hit, it, hit the space That's bar again and your character, your character, you know, then moves and does the next part. Oh, yeah, that could be cool. And then at the end, you, and then at the end you get to view, but in real time without the pauses and stuff. Like what your final movie was. Oh, I kind of like that. That's cool. Like, so you're actually filming. Yeah. So, I mean, you probably would have to set it just in this relatively small area. Yeah, and uh, it's like to, it's a, to, like to a limit... scene of of a movie sort yeah, of thing. It's Except a scene you of a get movie. To frame. You could frame it, and and the way you frame it changes it. Like, and there could be so Ever many so different. Slightly, yeah. But... There, well, no, I think there could be really dramatic ways that it changes. Again, based on the way you pan and zoom, but also based on the things you focus on. Like, maybe there is a fucking gun in one of the drawers. So and, yeah, and... you're. Oh, that's that's <laughs> neat. That's really cool. <laughs> I fucking love this idea. Yeah, and you have obviously there are just there are other characters in there as well. But and yeah, so you know you do you do a two shot. They start talking. You. Um, yeah, you focus on on one other thing and something happens. Oh, that's awesome. I really like this idea. I don't know where... Uh, that's that's enough. Like, I mean, I, we could probably go further. I don't know, but... Um, I mean, I, I'm just imagining if, if you if you got to a certain spot and you're like, you know what? This didn't quite work out the way I, way I wanted. You could, like, rewind. You, you can actually rewind, like, to a certain point. Once you get to a certain point in the game, it's like, it's like okay, save and cut that, that clip. And then the next, the right. next sort of thing yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah. You'd probably you would can, have to do you that. Can, you like separate it out into into you into can scenes back up in time and and parts of the scene will replay just just because 
you may want to go, oh, you know what? I don't really want him to go over for the scissors this time because, you know, last time he started running with them and he, he fell and stabbed himself. <laughs> so, I don't know. You could, you could have well, some Well, and fun, the only reason he started running with them is because like you moved that. the camera too fast and he was trying to keep up. <laughs> He's like, oh, the camera's moving really fast. It must mean they want to keep me in the shot. Oh, shit, I'm holding scissors. <laughs> Stabbing the eye. <laughs> like, literally, you could have, like, the dolly shot, you know, running... Strafing. Yeah, I think it'd be really interesting to try to keep down a um down a corridor. Well, what would be, be really awesome. cool? What would be really cool as well is you've you know you've mostly got full control over the camera, but it keeps track of of what you'd actually have to do in a real world in a real world movie to make those shots happen, and it tells you how expensive at the end it is because it's like you did fifty crane shots in these like weird <laughs> configurations. These are and the helicopter setups. shots, yeah, and- like helicopter <laughs> shots. This this shot definitely needed CG. Like <laughs> it gives you a budget at the end, and so th- those are like those are just achievements to get like the most low budget version of the scene, the most high budget version of the scene. <laughs> yeah, anytime oh. any gore and stuff happens, like that's it, it, it detects the cost of that. <laughs> And and be- because of because of you know the backface culling and all that sort of stuff that you, you get in the three D scenes, mm. you can actually go outside of a scene, um, kind of like if you're going down a really narrow hallway, you can yeah. actually go outside of a scene, and it pretty much does it as as like, you know, y- the fourth wall you can see. Through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It figures that stuff out. Yeah, this is what Lionhead's game, the movies, should have been in. Do you remember that game? Mm. God, that's going back a while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I just I love this idea, and it had nothing to do with handy or down. It's just handy no, down is, whatever, the, is that, the character. But. That's it. it. It that triggered us off, and that, that's fine. That's awesome. All right, three, two, one, <laughs> click. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my word is flip clock. Flip clock. So my mind goes to those clocks where like the numbers flip down. Okay. You, you know do you know the ones I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you do with one, that's just what I thought of. Okay, so in in the corner of the screen yeah. is a flip okay. clock counting flip- down from an hour. Okay. Yep. So in this game you have an hour time limit to do X thing. Mm-hmm. Um what I think is you can maybe, um, during the game, you can either lose time or or get time back for actions that you perform. Oh, so it's a bit like um, that Justin Timberlake movie. Yeah, but it- better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not hard. No, actually, I kind of like that movie. Well, it had some interesting, it's, it had some interesting ideas. But anyway, go on, yes. I, I haven't actually seen it yet, so... <laughs> I'm seeing it as... Maybe it's a not not open world as such, but um, may, maybe again third person action adventure. Yeah. But um, there are certain things that you got to do. But if you if you like hurt people or something like that, maybe time gets taken away from you because you got maybe time police or something like that. Yeah, I like the general idea of because time time limit games always give you interesting things. Um, yep. And this idea of winning back time. Uh, By performing maybe um, parkour actions or something like that. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to go to that. <laughs> well, I mean, parkour gets you around faster. Yep. So that that wins you back time. So doing parkour wins you back time and falling loses you time? Like, So instead of getting damaged in this game... It's it's all time mechanics. You lose time. How does this work in the reality of this world? So he's he's got something on his wrist that actually you know tells him when he's going to die. Okay. And and he's got you know an hour to live. He you know that is out. exactly what happens in the Justin Timberlake movie, right? Yeah, they have a uh, thing that, on their I've, wrist. I've okay. sort of. We're stealing that. So this is the this is the the licensed but like not actually game of yeah, it's was it in clock. time. It's not a digital clock. Yes, it was in oh, time. It's a flip. <laughs> it's a flip clock. Of course, I forgot what we were doing. A flip clock. <laughs> They've just got this giant fucking flip clock embedded in their arm. What happens if they just like flip them back? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a force field around it, so they can't actually touch it. They just, oh, shit. Right, and then they lose another thirty seconds. 
So I'm just I'm just imagining that they they get told that you know there's an hour left to live. Yeah. But by performing certain actions and um, doing things for for certain, like I don't know, maybe maybe there's a. All right. All right. All right there's right, an overarching. Because just to bad get to, just to get to the well, to just follow. to get to the the like the world that this is happening in. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're maybe this is the future and it's after the singularity, where computers and artificial intelligence has become so po- uh, powerful. For the, for anybody who doesn't know what the singularity is, it's basically when like AI gets to the point where it can improve itself and because of the way computers work, like the more it improves itself, the faster that's going to happen. So, so literally there's like a ex a point where the exponential growth is just going to happen so fast that like this artificial, artificial intelligence basically just has control over the universe. And, you know, all of our consciousness becomes digital and part of this intelligence. And yeah. So anyway, I'm thinking we're at least on the way to that singularity. Everybody who exists is now computer code, but there's like, it turns out that there, that maybe we've expanded as a race in this digital world so much that we're running out of computer time. Ooh. And so this artificial intelligence that runs this society is, has started giving people or, or like has, has set these rules for how you lose like gain or lose or, or lose how much time you have left for your for your process to run basically um oh yeah i like this <laughs> and so how that works mechanically i'm not sure but maybe it is just like you can't die you can't actually be hurt but if if you do things that in real life would cause you to die or be hurt you lose time because it's like the computer saying oh you're doing shit that is stupid like you don't deserve to have that time Yep. You know, I'm going to give it to someone else who's doing things better, basically. So, time is continually ticking down. Yeah, but there's certain kind of, kind of like Crazy Taxi, where time is continually ticking <laughs> down, but doing certain actions will give you time back. Yeah, so, it's, uh, so I think maybe the game starts and you've just been like... Because I'm, I'm sort of picturing that for all other intents and purposes, this world it just sort of seems like the real world like people you know it's all simulated but people are walking around people are doing things so as this game begins you get shot in the head and basically that's reduced it down to an hour that's reduced it down to an hour the computer said all right like it, it part of part of this whole thing is the ai has decided if you it's sort of a survival of the fittest if you get do something that would get you killed in the real world, well, uh, you know, you probably don't deserve to continue living, but I'm going to give you a chance. Like, I'm going to give you this hour and you have to redeem yourself to get back this time and to, and to, and and convince the AI that your process should continue running. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I reckon the, the developers and, and the eventual designers of this could could take this as, you know, um, does this guy go down the, the path of a superhero, or does this guy go down the path of you know someone who's just living out his out his last hours, you know? Yeah. So, well, let's have and- a think about the sort of options. Like, we could just go as simple as the as the sort of black and white moral decisions, but maybe it comes down to what this computer or what this AI feels is valuable in a in a human. Uh, in a human consciousness, maybe as as part of as part of the game, as you go through it, you you actually, um, you can, you know, meet up with um like a resistance member of of all these people who have actually you know been given the the one hour to live before, but they're somehow Ooh, still alive. They've like figured out figured out a way to. <laughs> This doesn't actually make sense in computing terms, but they figured out a way to fork their process away from the AI um, so that the AI isn't in control. They become like a rogue process or a zombie process. That's that's a that's a term that's used in computing. Yep. Um, zombie process, or maybe they become like a TSR. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Terminate and stay resident. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> They're sitting in the background of this artificial intelligence of their operating system. <laughs> And the the root user, the AI, doesn't know that they're running there anymore. Um, yeah, you could do some real interesting narrative stuff. Uh, like it I, turns out that these people are a virus, you know, as as you know, um, other other computer terms and worms and trojans and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not thinking of going in a Matrix style. You know, you are the one. I no, just think or Tron. I think it's even, an idea. Like... Or even Tron, aspects yeah. of Tron there, but yeah, I I definitely like that idea of yeah. There's obviously a lot of good whether they. But I also like the fact good that references this world make, is but... maybe maybe like a a steampunk world. That's why it's a flip clock. <laughs> well, the th- <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I don't know where the flip clock comes. In. I mean, the thing is about the singularity is like you can kind of make the world to however you want it to be, right? It's all you're all in this simulation, but yeah, maybe it's that this AI. Has has uh, sort of put its own spin on things the way it thinks the world should be, and, mm-hmm. or yeah, maybe it's a bit of a, a dict- like dictatorial um, AI, and so and so perhaps it's <laughs> perhaps it's actually set all like humans have full reign in this um, simulation; they can't die, like they can't die really. You know, they have they get this chance. Um, but it's set technology back to like the eighties and won't let it like won't permit it <laughs> to go further than that. So, so literally, there's just like neon lights everywhere. There's, yeah, there's, um, yeah. there's well, that, CRT that, monitors. But and we could we could twist box. it though. It's like maybe it's its idea of the eighties. So you know this this AI wasn't alive in the eighties. All it's got access to is like movies and stuff, but also it, it gets a bit mixed up with modern technology and stuff. So like maybe sometimes you do find, you know, people still have cool iPhones. iPhone sort of things, but, <laughs> but, but they, CRT. <laughs> but, well, yeah, they're CRT. <laughs> they're fucking heavy. They carry them around on a chain. I'm just imagining it's like this iPhone shaped box. It's just like really, <laughs> really deep. <laughs> yeah, there's like deep tube out the back. But 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 the touchscreen, you know. They're, so yeah, it's they're, like... still, they're still touchscreen, but they're that old shitty touchscreen where like you, there's no dragging or, or multi-touch. It's just, you know, it detects the one place that you put your finger in and it's usually off by about half a centimeter. <laughs> oh, shit. I love it. Um I'm also imagining, like, there's going to be adver- advertisements with, like, Max Headroom on it, and, um... And just... Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it goes back to, the like, all the pop culture of the 80s, necessarily. And also, we did that last week, didn't we? Or, like, two weeks ago. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> but, um... I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, just the technology, and hence the flip clock. Uh, but but it is in this... We- it is, it, because it is this simulation... Yeah, it's done in this completely unrealistic way where things wouldn't actually work. So yeah, everybody's holding these big CRT iPhones. They're not actually heavy; they're just really awkward. Um, they've got fucking flip clocks embedded in their arms that tells them how long their process has got to run before they're killed. Um, I'm just kill minus nine. It is like part of the, part of the gameplay. Like as as you do get down to that that zero. Mm. You don't automatically die, but they send the kill minus nine squad. Yeah. So, so it's basically it's a squad that's continually hunting you. Yeah, you get the sig, um, you get the sig term, uh, telling you you're going to be terminated, uh, and you can either submit and just die, <laughs> or <laughs> they send out the kill minus nine. <laughs> and I think, I think you can, you can. The first part of the game is maybe you can keep doing all these all these things for the um uh for the for maybe the, the mission the missions for the AI and that'll give you that X give you number of back. time. Yeah, that actually I mean but, that's a good point. Like but it just no matter how much you no matter how much you do, never never is quite enough. So you may be doing something that's gonna take you fifteen minutes, but you'll only get like seven and a half minutes back. Mm, so okay. you you're always and sort so of so for that last seven to, and a half minutes you're more. also not only trying to finish the mission, but you're avoiding the kill minus nine squad. And I'm just, I'm now imagining, you know, you get to that zero and that's when the, um, 
and that's when the second part of the game starts up where you know the kill minus nine squad comes out but the um the resistance actually cap uh, you know sort of says come with me if you want to live sort of thing <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> and, like phase two of and the then game. phase two of the game is is like this you know crazy action action game you know trying to get away from the kill minus nine squad while well trying i like to take down the ai i like the idea that like you know depending on how how you've played the first part of the game like yeah for one how quickly you finish the missions to how many side quests and things you complete right because each of those just gives you more time you know but those side quests could could actually strengthen the defenses well for, you well for the ai or something like that maybe yeah that could affect things but also it's leveling you up so the longer you can hold off hitting zero um the more your skill like the better the, it is for you the higher your level is yeah. the higher your skills are when you get to that se- second part of the game um you know basically you get to grind a bit if if you play well enough you get to grind yeah. a bit and, and and raise your level yeah i i kind of like it yeah that's I cool i kind of like it that's cool i i i just always think of those crazy taxi mechanics of you know it takes you 40 seconds to deliver that passenger and you only get like 30 seconds back yeah. it's like god damn it it's just yeah well i like the idea of 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 crazy meta- crazy metaxi crazy taxi <laughs> mechanics in in this sort of game that is more of a it's a bit of a like watchdogs assassins creed kind of third person action um and i i, I think an hour is you know, a, literally a real hour. So the first part of the game is, um, yeah, you kind well, of fucked up the speedrunners, but <laughs> yeah, no, no. I like. I think. I think that you definitely start with an hour, but you know, you design the game the so that, that, you, so that you it can... takes you between like four and six hours to actually have that counter countdown to zero, based on how well you do and how much time you get back from completing missions and stuff, right? Uh, I mean, and, and you, then it you moves could do it sort of literally as as a speedrunner, which is okay. The first hour is literally you're going to try and do all the missions, but you're going to fuck them up so much that you don't that get, you any, don't time get any time. You, <laughs> you didn't do any of the any of the um, additional objectives, and well, those I'm, things. Were well, the in ones that case, that gave I think the first hour stuff. for a speedrun would just be don't move the character. <laughs> you just stand still, and then. The Kill Minus Nine squad comes for you in an hour and the resistance comes against you and you get to do the next part of the game. And then oh, the challenge I'm, I'm is actually doing imagining the second half of the game so well with no skills. Or no, no I'm, I'm imagining that the um that the, the process would actually You know how I'm not sure whether you've played Overwatch where if you're idle mm. it basically it'll try and kick you. Right. So, um, oh, if, you're saying if you're that idle, and not, not actually doing anything process. with your hour, it, deci- <laughs> it decides that your yeah. your time is going to go down. Fair enough. So, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Let's click again. I really like that. Bridge one click. <laughs> present. Substantial. Ooh, a substantial present. My favorite kind of present. Do you play as Santa? Um, <laughs> having to deliver presents all over the world. <laughs> well, substan- I'm thinking of what how how Santa manages a substantial sized present. Um, like when some little kid asks for a pony, how does he fit that in his sack <laughs> and down the chimney? I, I feel Magic. like I feel like this is a, well, yeah, yeah. Santa's magic. Okay. All right, go. On. Yeah. Um it's a, it's a game not for kids. It's actually um you're a parent. Mm. And and how this parent deals with their kid who's asked for a substantial present from from Santa from but Santa. they know they can't afford it. So, you know. Okay, so it's another money do? management game. <laughs> you go find that guy who won a million bucks. I was actually thinking it was a um, it was a point and click adventure game, and it was kind of like a jingle all the way sort of ga- <laughs> sort of thing. But if if he wasn't Arnie, and also this this present was a lot more expensive than the doll. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Point and click adventure. So uh, let's let's come up with a bit of a narrative then. So mm-hmm. maybe you play the mum and. 
Uh, but you're a working mum, so like you're in charge of the fine, like you're in charge of making money and and making the finances. And your kid has asked. So you've for, got what a stay-at-home husband? Yeah, sure. Stay-at-home husband, 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 husband. What is he, what is the kid asked for? Something um, substantial. Kid asked for a trip to Disneyland. Uh, Xbox One X. <laughs> that is substantial. That's a fuckload of money. Um, <laughs> Especially in Australia. Yeah, we worked in an E3 reference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Xbox One X, it's obviously... Well, wait. I was going to say, it's, I was going to say it's obviously a Microsoft licensed game, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's a Sony Sony licensed game making, like, poking fun at Microsoft for how expensive this no, shit is. No, it's a Nintendo Switch game. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Um, and so you're obviously a bad parent who doesn't just tell their kids, no, I can't afford that shit. Santa can't afford that shit. It, it, it is literally, okay, um, to tug at the heartstrings a bit, like, Ooh, okay. the, the, the family has just gone through some sort of, um, some sort of tragedy. It doesn't have to be spoken about. They're in America and the horrible healthcare system means that they're broke <laughs> because they stubbed their toe. And literally, literally, this is the first Christmas since the tragedy. Okay. And so they're just like... So they want to make um, their kid, give their kid some joy. Yeah, give, give their kid the one thing that is that is wanted all year since E3, wasn't it? Um, since Xbox One X was announced at E3. This is this is set cr- Christmas 2017. Yep. Yep. So the the idea is that maybe this this parent has to has to go go out. To the to the massive mall sale, and then gets <laughs> okay. embroiled in in like this, like so it is a bit it is a bit jingle all the way, and there's only one left, and they have to like there's go around and left. solve puzzles to convince people to get it to that they need it more than yeah. the others do. Okay, I like the idea of a point and click adventure set in a mall. There's a lot of interesting stuff you can do there. So, so maybe you know, there's some, there's some fetch questy sort of things. So, you happen to talk to the the manager of. I'm just thinking, okay, EB. So it would be, um, RN Games. <laughs> I'm just looking at the keyboard, just going one across. So <laughs> RN Games. Right. Um, it stands for um, radio knowledge, but they actually didn't have much knowledge to know enough to know that knowledge starts with a K. <laughs> like radio knowledge games, yep. So I'm just imagining that the, that the manager goes, you know what? I'll put aside this one that we've got. If you go get me X, and yep. you know, it's then like one of those big Zelda quests. Well, yeah, you know, or even just uh, a puzzle sort of tree sort of thing in in an adventure game. There's always that sort of thing. You, you, you end up three puzzles deep, where it's like, oh well, I need to, <sighs> I need to find the hockey the hockey stick so that uh, I can go over here and reach the uh, fire alarm to pull the fire alarm to get rid of the mall Santa who's blocking the way uh, or who's, who's making the elf do overtime because the elf can get me what I need to get that Xbox. <laughs> so is the, um is the mum like the manager of like a, of a shop? Of a shop. So yeah. Okay. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. So maybe she's the manager of, Maybe the supermarket or something like that, and she's so she's she's you know got a um she's got a bit of a few a few breaks during the day that she can she can try and organise this right. So you kind so of have to got... manage your your work responsibilities throughout this as well. You could do. Mm. I don't know. I, I I think it'd be I think it'd be a, a interesting idea of of doing a narrative game around Christmas. Where yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you can, you know, as you as you're going, you know, you can get phone calls from from your husband saying, "Oh, did did you manage to get it yet?" and all this sort of stuff, and you know, trying to set, yeah. set a bit of a time limit, sort of thing happening, or at least, yeah, like not an actual time limit, but some pressure in there. And yeah, it could be yeah. one of those games that really tears at the heartstrings a bit, pulls at the heartstrings, and you find out more things about the um, well, about you- the tragedy. Yeah, like that gets revealed over time, and also just everybody in this, like, sh- in this mall, in this shopping center, has a, has their own story too, right? 
you know, you can have yeah. the usual wacky characters, but you could add a bit more of that into it. You know, Christmas for a lot of people is is an emotional like it turns out that, you know, that elf who you who is going to help you, you know, doesn't have anywhere to go on Christmas or something and you know, because their family has disowned them for being an elf. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, you know, the the fucking Santa has a drug problem. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you could come up with... Yeah, I think you could come up... I feel like this is the sort of game that I really want to do on an adventure game design done quick and we spend a whole hour on it. You could come up with some really cool characters and, and cool uh, puzzles and narratives and stuff. But um, but no, I like I like that. I like that. I like it too. Let's click again. All right. I think right. final one of one today. more. Yeah. Three, two, two one. Click. Oh, I wasn't sure if you're waiting <laughs> for me or just like dramatic pause. I was, and then you didn't say anything. Well, that was my dramatic pause. It just we had the exact same length of dramatic pause. All right. Yep. Give me your word. Unit. Deep, deep unit. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. So, submarines. Um, unit is so like unit could be anything. Okay, a, a unit of something, a, a, like or describing, yeah, like a vehicle, like this such and such unit. So this is going to go to a show that you don't necessarily like, but in okay. Doctor Who there is a task force called Unit, <laughs> and okay. so what do they do in the in this game? Well, the, Basically, they they um they're kind of like tasks. United United Nations, something like I can't remember. Right. Uh, unit Doctor <laughs> Unified Intelligence Task Force. Okay. So Unit is Unified, unified Intelligence Task Force. Intelligence Task Force. U N. That's a fucked up way to do an acronym. But anyway. Yes, it is. Oh, previously called the United Nations Intelligence Task Force. That's why. Right. Okay. Um. So anyway, you you play a unit, a unit, um, a unit unit, a unit member or unit unit, um, <laughs> who's deep undercover. Okay. And you're you're dealing with an alien invasion. All right. And so, all through the game, it's been it's basically been said that you know the doctor's nowhere to be found. You know, and you've you've got to do sort of first person shooty shootery things, just trying to um, figure out what's actually what's actually stopping the Doctor from getting from getting to the planet. Has there, have there been any Doctor Who games? There has been, but the, here's the thing: they've all been shit. <laughs> so, like my um, my, my idea is that, like, yes, you don't you're not going to play the Doctor Who because I mean he doesn't like violence. We're not going to play. Guess who? what? You're not going to play who? We're not going to play. We're not going to play the Doctor. Okay. Even I know. You said you're not going to play Doctor Who. Even I know that's not the not how that works. It's just set in that in that world, <laughs> yeah, okay. and you know the final the final part of part of the game when you finally you know sort of stop this plan from happening, you hear the Tardis sound. The Doctor and finally shows it, up, and it's a procedurally it generated or randomly selected Doctor from all what thirteen, fourteen. 27. No, you don't even have to see the Doctor. It's, it's It could be... Um, did you ever play, like, one of the Call of Duty Modern Warfares? So, right at the very, very end of those games, there's, like, a scene where you're pretty much in a final shootout. Mm. You get you get hit. You're pretty much dead on the ground. They go right. through the final things. And then, and then the TARDIS shows up. Just as you're about to... Just as you're about to pass out, you see the helicopter come overhead. Right. And so, just as you're about to pass out in the final act, you hear the Tata sound. You just hear it. And you you know, see it start, do you see it start shimmering? You, in you start. Yeah. You start to see it materialize, and then it blacks out. And you and just it's know the end that of the every, game. But you know that everything's going to be okay. But you know that everything's going to be fine. You've just saved the world in. because you managed to pull down this this force field that stopped the Doctor from coming through. Right. So that's right. the end of the game. The rest of the game is literally you're you're going through. So you're just... a grunt. You're a grunt in the Doctor Who universe. Yes, but you presumably you kind of have all these runnings run-ins with him or her. There should really should be a female Doctor. Um, you know, get to talk to him on the on the radio or on the. Well, how does he communicate? 
I don't. I don't think that Sonic the Doctor is actually communicating. Oh. I think what is what's actually happening is you're talking to some of the old companions. Oh, so, okay. So they're they're basically helping you out. There's people from from units who who sort of you know they've got in contact with these companions and it's like yep. go over here and so you and, get cameos you know, from all the cheap people. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to actually do this as a as a real you know I know but I don't awesome, know fuck awesome all about Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Those angels show up. I don't know. <laughs> the Daleks show up at one point. Of course, you make friends with one of them. He tell, he exterminates some things. I don't know. Cybermen. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking maybe They're maybe really this like could be a bit of fun having sex rooms. Ha- having Cybermen. kind of like, if you remember, if you remember the game Elite Force, I was always taught not told not to talk to Cybermen, or at least don't tell them my real age or location. Do you remember the game Elite Force? Uh, is that the Star Wars one? Yeah, uh, Star Trek one. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I was getting it mixed up with what's the one Star Trek you, Voyager. Yeah, what's the one? What's the Star Trek one? Else, uh, the Star Wars one. I was thinking of um, where you play the stormtroopers. Uh. That was quite good. And everyone wishes they'd make a new one of. TIE Fighter? No. Well, that's... <laughs> Dark Forces? <laughs> no. Um, um, I can't remember the Rebel, like, or the... Fuck, I'm going to... Republic Commando. Yes, Republic Commando. Yeah. I've got that. I like that game. But yes, yeah, Star Trek, I do remember Elite Forces. That was the um, the first person shooter one set in, like, the, used in, like, the Quake 2 engine or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it was. Hmm. I like both well, one and two. But you're talking basically. You, basically, you're referring to games where they kind of you you take on a secondary cat or like a, a more, more minor character, a minor role in this, in, in, in the, in the Star Trek parlance. You take on a red shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I know. I just I reckon that would that would actually for people who who know the Doctor Who universe, they'd be going, "Oh, you know, this companion turned up." But for everyone else playing it, it's like this is just a cool action game that. That happens to be taking, happening when when some sort of alien invasion's happening. And oh look, there, there's that weird BBC show that I've heard so much about, and it's been going on for fifty five fifty fucking years. Yeah, um, <laughs> just happens to be part of it. But for for real for real fans of the Doctor of Doctor Who, yeah, like they're going to get am. all the little in in jokes and references and stuff for sure. Yeah, but there's there's still a good storyline going on in the background. Yeah. That, I'd play that. Oh wait, that's our tagline. Shit. <laughs> Shot <it laughs> anyway, too early. I, I think I think that's about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was that was a good episode. We came up with some really good shit today. I'm proud of us. Good job, Troy. Well done. Good job, Ben. I, I think we've gone out on a strong episode for the last time that you'll ever be seen. Yeah. Because I'm going to replace you while you're gone. Well, I mean, <laughs> chances are I just won't come back from this trip. I mean, planes and all. Who knows? State of the world, terrorists. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll be fine. So, who the fuck does the outro? I don't know. Thanks for joining us today on Bitstorm. Uh, you can find us in a few different places Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Bitstormcast, on all of those. You can find us on Podchaser. That's the site I made. Uh, if, you don't have a, if you don't have a login, you can use the beta key Bitstorm, all on word. To uh, yep, to get and then there. just use use Facebook or Google just to log in. That's the easiest way to register. Not a mobile um, though, not yet. <laughs> not a mobile. Mo- not yet. You were, you were fixing that today. I Working believe. on it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, go go there. Rate and review us there. It's really easy compared to iTunes. Yeah, um, but, you know, but but if you yeah. if you are iTunes, if you are iTunes bound, Bounds, then yeah. you know what. You can rate review us there as well. It'll it'll really help us, and also su- subscribe there so you get all the latest episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll have that feature. That's always good. Too, uh, we've got a website, bitstormcast.com. All of our uh, episodes are up there. We'd like to thank Kuridas for the song "Mount Defiance" off of the album "Containment." Mountain Fabio. Defiance. Yes. Uh, we're we're in that band. Thanks, us. Uh, let's plug AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. We've got a bunch of good friends there who also do gaming podcasts, lots of lots of good stuff. Uh, Reset Podcast, Hungry Gamers, I believe your 
uh, facing off some last over- Friday Overwatch Overwatch last Friday when this airs. Uh, yes. I'm sure you did really well, Trevor. Good work. Yes, I'm sure I did too. I've only played for a little while, but I've been told that the guy who's actually going to be running it on his Twitter stream, he's only starting tonight when we're recording. So, okay, so you won't um, be the worst person playing. I won't be the worst. I'll be I the mean, you worst. weren't the worst person playing. Yes. Last Friday. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think that's going to do us. This, this is all getting very timey-wimey. Oh, well, that's what happens when you make a fucking Doctor Who game. Uh... Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm Trevor Scott. I'm Ben Slinger. So Trevor, a game where you control the narrative based on the framing of the camera that that uh, you also control. <laughs> so basically, what Peter Molyneux at the movies should have been. Yes, that <laughs> I'd play that. Awesome. 